This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi there. Welcome to another episode of The Saturday Quiz. I'm your host, John Leary, and on this podcast, I ask the 10 questions from the quiz in the Saturday paper, and a different pair of guests each week try to come up with the correct answers. It's that time of year again. The Melbourne International Comedy Festival officially starts on the 29th of March and runs until the 23rd of April. Both my guests this week have shows at the festival at the same venue, the Butterfly Club, and can be even more narrowly categorised as singer-songwriter comedians. After literal years on stage in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, one of my guests is back at the festival with her show Actually Good, and the other was named Best Newcomer at last year's Sydney Comedy Festival, and her new show is called Odd Sock. Welcome to the show, Gillian Cosgriff and Gabby Bolt. Ah, oh, thank you for having us. Thank you so much for coming onto the show. Thank you oh. for pronouncing the comma in my show title. Yes. <laughs> That's how I know you're an actor. <laughs> Actually, but, well, thank beach. you for noticing. <laughs> It's so nice to meet you, Gabby. And I've already met you, Gillian. You've been on the show before. Yeah. And last time you were on the show, you were with Tom Wren uh, because you were both performing in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. But now you're doing something completely different. Yes, I am. I'm back to, I'm sort of a little bit back to my old life, which is quite nice. <laughs> Not that Harry Potter wasn't also very nice. But um, yeah, I did three and a half years um, at the old Princess wow. Theatre. And wow. then um, now I'm back on the Fringe Comedy Festival circuit, which is a real treat. I really miss yeah. talking to people Slightly in their Slightly smaller faces. houses, probably. But just a scooch. Just a little just bit. Just a touch. <laughs> if I add up my entire season, it makes up to one princess theatre. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. fine. And you're writing your own material, which is nice as well, I, I expect. Yeah, I talk to the audience a lot in my show, have a good old chat with them. And just mm-hmm. like sometimes I found it so hard to be in a play where you have to say your set lines and you're like, that woman's laugh is so funny and we're yeah. all aware of it and nobody's saying anything or like this child is doing a running commentary on what the villain is wearing and no one's <laughs> so I'm really excited to be able to be like hello you're eating chips loudly want to talk yeah. about it yeah yeah I always get people I don't know about you Julian but people come up to me and they're like oh isn't that scary like isn't it scary talking to people in your crowd and I'm like that's literally the best part like if I could wow. cut every song out of my show and just stand there and be like yeah, what's your deal? I would do that. Like, <laughs> if I had enough belief in my talent to make that funny for a whole hour, I would literally just do crowd work for the entire time. It's the best bit. But then, then people would miss out on the songs. Yeah, that'd be kind of a bummer, wouldn't it? 
Um, yeah. Although it would be kind of funny to put a keyboard on the stage and then just not touch it. I feel I, like. Okay, <laughs> I got to this point while writing. I literally got to a point where I was like, is this the show where I don't write any songs? And I just, <laughs> there's a keyboard there and I, it's Chekhov's keyboard. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> is it David O'Donnell? Oh, yes. Uh, the little who, who just has his little keyboard yeah. and kind of doesn't do songs, like mm. just kind of accompanies yeah, his. Chat kind really. of a, kind of an underscoring, which is also yeah. clever because you can set a vibe. I also think David O'Doherty is a is a genius in the way that he chose to play a comically small keyboard, which means that every single time he has to do a set, he doesn't have the added problem of ah, oh, can I lug my thirty oh. kilo stupid instrument? How to soon that can venue? I get a physio appointment after this yeah. gig? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How's that lumbar support going? <laughs> the Fine. gig is mostly Pilates to make the job sustainable. <laughs> That's, the That's vibe good. Now. <laughs> hey, um, last time you were on the show, Gillian, I didn't ask you this question because you were on the show in 2021 and I started asking this last year, which is, do you have a favourite piece of trivia? Do I have? Oh, God, I have so many. I love trivia so much. Yes. I'm such a nerd. Um, the watermelon is actually a member of the Berry family. There you go. Oh, cute. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. We'll go with that one. Sure. Excellent. Other, other berries would have such an inferiority complex next to that. <laughs> right? I feel like I wouldn't want to be a bloody blueberry next to a watermelon. Like, oh, well, grandfather, oh, what's, that, what's the point, you know? What have I got? <laughs> uh, what about you, Gabby? Do you have a favourite piece of trivia? Um, well, I, I, unlike Gillian, I feel like every fact I've ever learnt for the next minute after reading it, I go, oh, my God. And then after that, I forget I ever read it. Completely so I'm head. Yeah. 100% useless at trivia unless it's like hearing quizzes, like when they like music trivia, I, I bloody love. Um, right. But my favourite piece of trivia I think that I can remember off the top of my head is that T-Pain, first of all, can sing, which is not exactly news to many people, but T-Pain can sing really well. But not only that, T-Pain has written so many of your favourite pop songs that you would have no idea. Like there's a song by Ariana Grande called R.E.M. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's like it was a huge hit, 2016, when Sweetener came out. And it's written. it was written by T-Pain and Pharrell back in like 2009. Wow. And it was just a demo that sat there. And then Beyonce did a version of it and she was like, oh. nah, I don't need that. And then Ariana Grande. So I just think T-Pain's whole life would be wow. like my Jeopardy subject. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I love that guy. I just think he's nailed it. He's nailed the formula. He can songwrite, he can sing, he can rap, he can use autotune. I love that for him. Um, so that's my piece of trivia today. Excellent. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Does not bode now, well for the quiz about the paper, though, I will say. No, there's no. no I, I'm just looking across and there's no question about T-Pain, what? I'm, I'm what? afraid. What do you I'm mean? Uh, now, Gillian, you, did you stick your hand up? You. I remembered like a good you, piece, yeah. Okay, oh. give, me, give me another one. You get another swing. Okay, out. thank you, because this one is good. Okay, so obviously we're all familiar with um, the boy and girl band phenomenons of the early 2000s where people mm-hmm. would audition to be put into a boy or girl oh, band. Yes. You and betcha. Hundreds of thousands of uh, young men auditioned to be part of Five Ive, including Russell Brand. Really? And Russell I just Brand like to imagine auditioned... there's an alternate reality where Russell Brand got into Five Eyes. Oh. Five, if you will. Oh, yeah. my God. How, like how does it. one pronounce it? Is it I, just Five? You can just say it... Five if you want, but have a have a crack yeah, of saying Five Eyes because it makes you feel alive. Ive. That's yeah. all I'll say. <laughs> I, I figured that would have been, maybe that would have been a better world. Possibly. If, oh. if uh, Russell Brand had been, you know, maybe stuck in that I'm living. In a boy band wise world. I think you would have done very well. 
Also, boy, mm. not enough boy bands have like a sexy pirate one. You know, you no. always have like a twink and a dad. But that like, it's so true. There's no weird one. Yeah. yeah, that's. I never got into boy bands growing up. I really missed the boy band thing, and I think it's because there was no weird gangly string yeah. bean with a beard. You know, You're like which of these guys is going to invite me to his improv show? Yeah, you know? which one has a tea set at home? That's what I'm after. <laughs> Who's dainty enough for me? All right, let's get into the questions proper. There's two uh, shots in this copy. I'm so are sorry. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. Gabby's on fire yeah. already. I am ready. Sorry. Sorry, Johnny. Sorry. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Question number one. Which capital city does the Vistula River flow through? And there's a bonus point for naming the sea it flows into. Or, okay, oh. well, I feel like we're in Europe. You are definitely in Europe. It's Very giving, well done. It's giving Europe vibes. It's giving Europe. I, I'll say this, Julian. I don't know geography at all. Oh, like, here's something you need to know about me. During a very bad bout of depression, I learnt every capital city in the world. Oh, so this happy. is funny. You you said that on last time you were on the show uh-huh. that Still uh, capital cities were your jam. I'm so happy because so you're okay. Carry. But the Vistula River, I don't. It sounds mm. Eastern European. It sure yes. does. Okay. I agree. You're narrowing it down. What's the one that, no, it's the Danube that goes through like Hungary, Romania. Mm. Yeah. This okay. river pretty much goes through this country and no and no others. Oh. oh, Russia? Yeah. It's not Russia. It's not Russia. No, are there rivers? I don't, I don't can, know. Can, can we just guess countries and then you have you confirm or deny or is that going to like dock us? Well, no, sure. There, oh, there's okay. no. Morocco. No, too far away, baby. <laughs> All no, right. Too far away. Fair enough. Uh, literally, I'm just saying <laughs> Okay, we're in Eastern Europe and it's a river that only runs through this country. Vistula, Belarus. Uh, not Belarus. Serbia? Ooh. Not Serbia. Now, also, Gillian, I'm going to take you back to the last time you were on the show. Ooh. Because there was someone that was born in this country who, <laughs> who was... A uh, scientist, and she was the first person to win two. Oh, it's Marie Nobel- Curie, and Marie yeah, Curie is where was not she born? born in France. She's born in ah, come Pol- on, Pol- Pol- no, Poland's wrong. Poland? Oh, Poland is not wrong. Oh, oh, I knew that. I remember that from year three. Wait, okay, very hold on. well done, Gabby. Okay, well, I I know that Marie Curie is from Poland. Okay, so the, the, the capital her. city is Warsaw. Hey, very well done. Yeah. <laughs> we did so, it. which capital city does the Vistula River flow through? The answer is Warsaw. Very well done. That's teamwork. Oh my god! It all, it's the longest river in Poland and the ninth longest river in Europe. Good for them. It also runs through. It, it basically runs through every city in Poland. Efficient. Wow. Yeah, efficient. You know, they they just went. Well, let's just sailed up the river and they went. Let's put a city here. Let's yeah. put a city here. Let's put Seems a city smart. Here. And it also runs through the historical capital of Poland, which is Krakow. Now, you need to tell me the bonus point for naming the sea that it flows into. So, which sea, I'll give you a clue, is north of Poland? I mean, it's not the North Sea, because that's near Ireland. (laughs) And that felt like too easy a clue even for you. If we're north of Poland. Yeah, what... This is what, like Scandinavia. Uh, what is that area kind of called? Oh, the um, uh, Baltic? Yes, the Baltic Sea Ooh. is the right answer. Oh, I, like I learned all the seas well. in lockdown, but then I repressed everything from that time. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Of course. Good. It was a bad time to learn anything. Yeah. Really. All right, question number two. Mm-hmm. What five-letter word starting with N 
is slang for cartridges of nitrous oxide. Nangs. Nangs? <laughs> Nangs is the right answer. Why is this in the quiz? Julian, I'm right? so proud. I'm so proud. Is this really in the paper? Like, are people reading the paper right now being like, Nangs? 100%. I 100% love that. this is in the paper. I used to work at Wendy's in the early oh, 2000s right. and we had to keep our whipped cream <gasps> canisters locked in a cupboard with a padlock. Wow. Yeah. That's Gosh. so Wendy's. Isn't it? <laughs> and like, that's Wendy's. You're making, your, you're making your clown face ice creams and then at the end of the day you get the padlocks out. Yeah, you're doing like, whippets. What a yeah. weird job. Yeah, whippets. It, it gets called whippets in uh, other places in the world. Mm-hmm. But in well, Australia and New Zealand, na- they're nangs. called nangs. Nangs. And no one's quite sure why it's why they're called Nangs. Do you know? Do either of you know? No. Oh, I would not know anything about Nangs, Johnny. <laughs> Are your parents going to listen to this uh, podcast? Even if they do, I'm 26. You know, they'll be they'll figure it out. Uh, but, but I will say, like, I feel like Australians have this wonderful knack of. Our nicknames are so ridiculous that it wouldn't even need to be even, like, uh, assonant with the original name. We just have to take the first letter. So if somebody yeah. heard nitrous oxide, they went N, 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 Nang, Nang. Like, I yeah. truly, truly For believe sure. it comes from nowhere. But, you know, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, Nang enthusiast. No, this uh, that- look, there's some... Uh, it's possibly derived from the sound distortion oh, it's, perceived oh, it's- by... Um, Consumers. On about uh, a on about a peer? Is that when, yes. when yeah. something sounds yeah, like little, it? Sounds oh, like what that. it is. Yeah. Oh, bang, whoosh, nangs, living. <laughs> nangs. <laughs> yeah, inhalation of nitrous oxide for recreational use with the purpose of causing euphoria or slight hallucinations began as a phenomenon for the British upper classes in 1799. Oh. English chemist Humphrey Davy threw laughing gas parties where his guests would inhale the gas from a silken bag. Oh. He documented its effects in his 1800 book, Researches Chemical and Philosophical, which investigated nitrous oxide or, now I'm not going to be able to say this, diphlogisticated nitrous air oh, yeah, dings. and its we call respiration. Those dings. <laughs> I was going to say, no wonder they called them nangs. Like, imagine trying to say that every time you wanted one. Nangs and nangs. Can I have some nitrous oxide, please? I can't believe it's this old. I like the idea that high tea is the original Wendy's. Mm. That makes us a powerful lineage. (laughs) I I love the silken bag. Silken bag, yeah. Not not a balloon as is used these days. Yeah. The poet Samuel Taylor Coleridge described the effect as like returning from a walk in the snow into a warm room. Oh, oh, that's yeah. lovely. Get it, Coleridge. Stunning. Very, very well done. However, warning, long-term or habitual use can lead to severe neurological damage and there is a danger of frostbite or cold burns these days. <laughs> Where do you get the frostbite? Like in your mouth? Yeah. Oh. If you have it directly well, from the canister, there is a, a danger of uh, frostbite yeah. of the larynx. Wow. Well, You live and learn. There you go. <laughs> you know what? Learn. We're singers, Jillian. We can't do it we anymore. No, All right? no, no yeah. nanging for you. No nanging. <laughs> Just sanging. No nanging. Just <laughs> Question number three. PWC is the abbreviated brand name of what international network of firms? Oh, I know this. You yes. know this one as well? Pr- Price Waterhouse Coopers? Very well done. Whoa. 
Oh, I was going to say, like, um, worldwide corporation for the WNC. So, (laughs) worldwide corporation. I was like, that covers everything. But no, I'm glad you actually knew it, Gillian. Price Waterhouse Coopers is the right answer. Do you know what they are? I think my uncle used to work for them. And all I know is that he was very rich. We don't speak to him anymore. <laughs> that checks out. Yeah, sure. That came from the back of, you know when you feel a thought? It comes yeah, from the back yeah. of your head out the front. M- Marie Curie. I've never thought about her in like 20 years. There you go. But you remember that she Bush. was from Poland. Is yep. it, I don't know, lawyers, financiers, yeah, they do, money men? they do all sorts of things that I don't really understand. Is, is it like a little bit, like a little bit of a, of a distraction from maybe corruption? Sometimes I look at some of those big, big companies and I'm like, you work for Wall Street, don't you? Like some really shifty shit went on in the 80s and you just not want to talk about it. Like, yeah. And I, I feel like, yeah, sure, maybe, maybe it is that kind of situation. The PwC firms are in 157 countries Ooh. across 742 locations employing 328,000 people. I can't believe there's that many They of do them. things like act, they're actuaries or, you know. Oh, uh, Same. Yeah. <laughs> Actuary. Very well done. <laughs> well done to them. That's why we're in the arts. And I, I can't believe they have 700 locations and I've never heard of them. It's like a spy you agency. Yeah, like but we talked about your geography knowledge. So. True. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> true. You know what? The wool has been pulled over my eyes for far too long on the worldwide corporations, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. Question number four. All right. In the 2008 hit, I Kissed a Girl, Katy Perry sings of what flavoured chapstick? Ah, cherry. Oh, the disdain for the <laughs> Ch- The taste of her cherry chapstick. It's beautiful. Mwah. Beautiful alliteration. We love it. Excellent. Can one of you uh, give me the the full lyric? Yep. Oh, like must. the chorus. Okay. Yeah, right. go on. So there's like a really, really chunky synth that's like... I kissed a girl and I liked it. The taste of her cherry chapstick. And then it just says that again. I kissed Brilliant. a girl just to try it. Don't mind if my boyfriend don't like it. I mean, look, it was 2008. Yeah. Um, it is It is giving experiment on women, but uh, <laughs> we've moved past it. I'm sure Katie wouldn't wouldn't agree with it anymore. But you know what? Still a banger. I, <laughs> I think still she's banger. still singing it. Yeah, she's, true. Surely. No, probably not. I think it she's got the other stuff It was the debut single of American singer Katy Perry's album, her second studio album, One of the Boys. Oof. <laughs> it's giving <laughs> pick me, isn't it? It's but you know a big pick I, me energy. I ate that shit up when I was a kid. I was like, yeah. Of course you did. She's not like other girls. She is slightly more discernible. And that, like, like <laughs> I literally, I was one of those girls. And now I've had to do years of backpedaling to be like, actually, all women are fine. <laughs> like, I used to love Stupid Girls by Pink. And I look back on that song now and I'm like, oh. Oh. oh, I don't know that one so well. Oh, uh, Johnny, look it up. It is a it whirlwind. Okay. Oh, yeah. Later on. <laughs> don't don't disrupt the quiz. I'm so sorry. I'm deeply Okay, uh, I'm going to also give you a bonus point for giving me the decade-ish, maybe, I don't know, of where, or when Chapstick was Ooh. made. Ooh. I think I it's going like... to be earlier than we think. Yeah, because I feel like collecting be... them was a really big fad in the 80s. But also, is it going to be 50s? Like, oh, yeah. isn't that post-war dry lip? 
or is it like keep going, do we, keep going back? Do keep we going count back? Like, does it have? To are be we like talking like whale blubber? What are we using? What's counting <laughs> as chat? Like, does it have to be in the stick form? The first stick was handmade in the late eighteen hundreds. Get out of town in a silver yeah. bag. I hope was so. Was it fat? Was it animal uh, fat? And it looked like a wickless candle wrapped in aluminium foil. What was it made of? Yeah. Um, Lard dripping. No idea. Lard. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a bit dry. <laughs> I, I am, uh, I'm a DIY cosmetics, or I was certainly as a teenager because I didn't have like a job or pocket money. And so the yeah. things that I was like, yep, I'll put that on my face. Like I would just yeah. Google. One time yeah. I did an at-home hair mask, um, which was like made with olive oil and eggs. And then I stayed <gasps> in the hot bath too long and I cooked scrambled eggs in my own hair. Oh, my God. I didn't cook scrambled <laughs> eggs, but I did the exact same thing. Yeah. The eggs yes. and the oil, and I used to do egg whites on my face, like a yep. face mask as well. Avocado oh on the goodness. face, banana oh on the face. Oh yes, best. just fruits. Wow. I can't believe you cooked eggs in your hair, though. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's and as it happened, I was like, God, this is good material. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. I expect right. a four-minute song. <laughs> Thank you for the... <laughs> Thank you for those... Uh... Yeah. Thank you for singing. That was... Fantastic. Uh, oh, you know. Okay. Oh, I'm all right. It's, yeah. Question number five. According to the Macquarie Dictionary, what was the word of the year for 2022? So last year's word of the year. Um, I feel like it was one of those two word ones. Oh, that you were like, like, isn't that a term? Like, it wasn't this, it oh, it wasn't wasn't. this, ter- this okay. year. I know what you, I know what you mean though. Cause it's like, yeah. Like all the pandemic ones were all like, Mm. Mm. Lockdown. Press conference. North Face. Press... North Face? <laughs> yeah. Maybe North in Melbourne. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say you. something like quiet quitting, but I think if it's not two words, then that's. What, mm. what are the themes of 22? Capitalism. Uh, uh, I'll, let, I'll let you. It's because Macquarie Dictionary is the Australian dictionary, oh. and w- last year was a, 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 an election year. So it refers to something that changed, well, uh, a kind of movement, I guess, in the, in last year's election. Socialism. I'm so sorry. Uh, Uh, What did we have? We had teal independence. Teal? Is it just teal? It's teal. The word of the year was teal. Aquamarine could never, honestly. (laughs) Cerulean. (laughs) And I think it was Yves Saint Laurent, wasn't it? (laughs) Yes. And then was it Oscar de la Renta? (laughs) God. Teal was the word of the year for 2022. Happy for her. Colour feels like kind of a boring choice, I'll be honest. I get what the symbolism is. But I almost feel like democracy sausage would have been like... Sure. But that's But it's kind of, you know, it's kind of busting in on Pantone's... Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, know, that's what I mean. Like Pantone because they have a color thing, of the year, which do. wasn't teal, was it? It wouldn't have been teal. Or oh, they right. have two, they usually have two colors of the year actually oh. to you know complement oh, each other. Oh yeah, choices, <laughs> choices. <laughs> uh, all right. On that note, we're going to take a quick little break. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by Gillian Cosgriff and Gabby Bolt. And we are up to question number six. Which of these is not a muscle in the human body? Oblique, Enceladus, Soleus, or Trapezius? Well, me and my Trapezius have spent a lot of time together. That's definitely real. I'm sure you have. Trap City. Um, your obliques are real, right? Yes. Yeah, tell me tell These me ones. where your Trapezius is. Your Trapezius is up here. That's where she carries all her tension and her stress. Oh, yeah, yeah tra- so tra- the, it, they're called Trapezius muscles because they resemble a trapezium or a quadrilateral uh, kind trapezoid. of... Okay, $20 yeah, trapezoid. Okay, $20 word. Yes, good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> obliques are your side abs. Yeah. The obliques are your side abs. So, yes. so what are the other two? Soleus and... Soleus and Enceladus. I feel like Soleus feels spacey, but maybe that's the classic fake out. Like I'm like, Soleus to me sounds like an asteroid, but also I'm an idiot. So you take that back about Gabby Bolt. She's perfect. (laughs) Sorry. Um, NASA could never. Uh, Yeah. Soleus. Enceladus, E-N-C or E-N-S? E-N-C. Oh, that seems more real. Yeah. (laughs) If you were like S, I'd be like, get out of here, clown. E-N-S in the human body. That can't be medical. Disgusting. A doctor could never write that down. (laughs) Oh, my God. Enceladus is E-N-C-E-L-A-D-U-S. And Soleus is S-O-L-E-U-S. I feel like Soleus, though, also sounds handsy. Like, I feel like Soleus can also be like a real tiny muscle in the hand that you would never pay attention to. Possible. But but what the hell is an Enceladus? Enceladus. Enceladus. Enceladus does sound like could be a bit sinewy, like could be something in the leg. But, like, what would they shorten it to? Okay, no I'm going to say the, What's funny is that you are right. The muscle that we're talking about is in the leg. Oh. And you are right. The other thing is kind of spacey. I knew it. Oh. In a way. Okay, okay, hear me out. Yeah. Why do we call it the sole of the foot, S-O-L-E? That's a good question. Oh, Julian, you've done it. What is the that? The name thing? Soleus is derived from the Latin word solea, which means sandal. Oh, my God, Julian, you've done that. it is in the calf muscle. The soleus muscle is kind of the deep calf muscle, so not the one that you can kind of, not the kind of one on the outside that's the all big one. and meaty. one. Makes you cry. Kind of behind that one and inside that one. And yes, Enceladus, get this, Enceladus was the name of a giant in uh, Greek mythology and Mm -hmm. it is now, yeah, a a moon or one of the moons of Saturn. Oh, Saturn rings. Yeah. Nice. It's the sixth largest moon of Saturn. Well, not that big then. (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's Named quite an interesting one because it's it's completely covered by fresh, clean ice, Ooh. making oh. it one of the most reflective bodies in the solar system. I thought you were going to say oh. most refreshing. <laughs> and refreshing. It's, it's like a big most refreshing. It's, 
Does that mean it's like a big, if we could be near it, technically, it's like the campus of the moons because it would be like a big mirror ball? Like, <laughs> yes. like if you saw it, you'd be like, that looks like a party. Like For sure. Yeah, oh, head sweet. towards that big glittery ball. Yeah, Saturn's yeah. where it's at. They've got the disco ball going. So, yes, you, you got start. it. Yeah. Uh, oblique, soleus, and trapezius are all muscles. Good stuff. Very well done. All right, question number seven. What line passing through the Pacific Ocean serves as the boundary between one calendar day and the next? Is it called the International Date Line? That's exactly what it's called. Very well done. <laughs> Thank you. My so brain much, was Julian. like, "No, you, you're thinking about Dateline." <laughs> now I am thinking about Dateline. Yeah, great show. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, the International Dateline. I I have very little to add to I, that. I love that when they were naming all this stuff, they gave mm. all the other lines such intricate names. Like you know, there's like equator, and you know, like. Orbit and cancer, all that stuff. And then, yeah, 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 all that. Even Greenwich. Yeah. But they go that one. <laughs> but, yeah, but then when they got to international date, they were like, what do we call it? It is an international line to check the date. I've got it, guys. We call it the international <laughs> date. Like, like, why do they give up with that one? I feel like it would be so much more fun to be like, it's the it's the wibble wobble line. <laughs> like, I don't know why they didn't give it a fun name. So boring. It Poor is international boring. date line. Okay, question number eight. In the comic strip, to which horrible husband is Helga married? Do you know this comic strip? Yes. Horrible is in inverted commas. Is it Hagar? It is Hagar. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Are, are you uh, readers of Hagar the Horrible? <laughs> I think I can see him in my head. I haven't read a comic strip in a while. He's Vikingy, what, right? Describe him. Yeah. He is Vikingy. Yeah, he's like a buff. He's like a one-piece unit, like a grimace. Yes, yes he's yes. kind of he's like a furry. He's he's kind of all beard and shaggy. Is he ginger? He's ginger. Yes, I when he's coloured, he's ginger. Yes, and he has the the kind of archetypal uh, Viking horned helmet. Oh. Yeah, and Helga's yeah. giving you classic Brunhilde. Exactly, ring cycle she is. moment. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good Not for right. you, Hagar. Get it. <laughs> Created by cartoonist Dick Brown, it first appeared in February 1973 and was an immediate success. After he retired in 1988, his son Chris Brown continued the strip with artwork by Gary Holgren. Holgren? Holgren? No idea. It's such a thing to not know how to pronounce a cartoonist's name. I remember the first time I heard Matt Groening. And I was like, excuse me, I have been calling that's the not... creator of The Simpsons Matt Groening my whole life. I still call him Matt Groening. That's, I know, that's but then name. you hear Americans say Groening and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah, but yeah, they but say Americans Greg say Craig. Craig. Oh, Greg, Craig. <laughs> Aaron. That. Aaron. Yeah, that's right. They, they don't know how to pronounce stuff. Here no, they don't know how to pronounce stuff. Sorry, America. Proper. You know? All right, question number nine. Speaking of America, American Scotty Scheffler. Is the new men's world number one in which sport? Or I knew there was going to be sport. I knew it. I was doing so well until there was sport. How recent are we talking? Earlier this month, he won uh, something. Yes, that put him into the first number one ranking for the second time this year. Is it surfing? It is not surfing. Do you oh. know what? That was my guess because yeah. I, you know, 
when I look at these questions, <clears throat> I sort of give it a go. Well, there was a big surfing comp. There was a, a big surfing comp. <laughs> but there was also a big something else comp. Oh, well, I'm the- out. <laughs> Is it Formula One? Is it one of those? I just have not no, heard No, it's name. not for- okay. No, it's not Formula One. Oh, God. I'm so- I'll give you another clue. <laughs> There's an Australian form. called Cam Smith who probably should be number one in this sport or, you know, at least up there, but he couldn't play in this. He, could, he won the, the, this competition last year and he couldn't defend his title because he has defected from the uh, international body that presides over this sport to play in a rival competition. Does that I, give you any clues? Just well, put I, us in soccer? I was thinking about... I was going to say, I know of a Cam Smith in cricket, but this sounds like an individual kind of accolade, so I'm oh, like... No, I think you not... know a Steve Smith in cricket. Oh, well, I guess... <laughs> You know what? I know a you know what? from school. Is it him? We try- <laughs> I think I went to school with a cam. Um, is it that Okay, guy? it's individual. Uh, is it like it's, It is an individual sport. Golf? What are you doing? What What did you say, Gabby? Golf? Golf is the right answer. Yeah, Golf. I knew it. Mm-hmm, yeah. Very well done. Yes, earlier this month, Sheffler Riveting. won the Players' Championship by five strokes and regained the number one ranking in the official world golf ranking for the second time in this year. But yes, Australian Cam Smith wasn't allowed to defend his 2022 Players' Championship win this year since he'd defected from the PGA to play in the Live Golf competition. Oh, yes, and Tiger Woods was playing in Live as well. I do I, remember this yeah, because there, there was the whole thing about Live being... Um, Direct competition. There was a whole. I remember. I remember reading about yeah. this in the news. That's like the only sport news I've ever read. Oh, good. Okay, we're up to the final question. Woo. You ready? Question number ten. Let's do it. Conchologists study and collect what? Am I being wild to think shells? Because there's no, the conch shells. shells. Yeah, conch shells. Shells. Conch. It's shells. Very well done. Efficient. Nice I, work, Gabby. I am upset. Last final question. Straight out. I, I, I am upset that I knew that so quickly, not because I am a shell enthusiast. It's because I've been playing Stardew Valley on the Switch for the last, like, three months of my life. And what you have to do in that game is just collect stuff. And one of those things is conch shells. And that's how I learned about the name conch shell. And now I know this. Well, well done. Video gaming's great, kids. Just, <laughs> Good for just you. keep doing it. <laughs> See what it can provide. It makes you exactly. Answers yeah. in quizzes. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So well, good. Thank you both well, so much for coming on to, and doing the quiz. Can I just say this quiz had range? Oh like, yeah. Yes. Nangs to conch. That is. <laughs> Nangs. To you conch. don't see that very often. No. With a golf detour oh. along, like there was everything. If it we ever everything. write a book, we're calling it Nangs to conch. Well, I would call <laughs> this episode Nangs to conch, except Ooh. that that gives Nangs. away one of the answers. It does. So. Yeah. Um, oh. So I won't be doing Damn. that. But tell me, how can people come and? see your shows well Julian and I we're both playing at the Butterfly Club um, for the entire month of Melbourne Comedy Festival so you have plenty of, t- of opportunities to see us and unfortunately saying you're sick all of those days isn't going to work uh, but you can come and see me at 7 o'clock and then if you want to really get bang for your buck 
right after me on the same stage at the Butterfly Club upstairs is Jillian's show. And um, yeah, we're going to be a double act. I have no doubt by the end of the festival, it's going to be a Velma and Roxy situation. Like it's yeah. it's going to be duets. Oh, we'll probably absolutely. just do karaoke with the crowd for, for two hours. I really <laughs> I do full hours. It has it has a lot of room to devolve into chaos. I think. <laughs> it's also worth mentioning that Gabby and I have never met in person. Oh, you're kidding! We're only about to meet in person. No, we're just internet friends. We are internet friends. So that's fantastic. We're going to be sharing the upstairs room at the Butterfly Club for the full month of Comedy Festival. As I said yeah. to her, let's be like those Australians that live in the hostel. Um, let's really move it. The, like the day real one, show. I'm bringing like I'm bringing like those hanging bead curtains and like incense. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be horrible. Vibes. We're bringing vibes. Candles. <laughs> although that's a fire hazard. So some aromatherapy. Yeah. Steam. Those fake electric tea light candles. Yes. The yes, real yes, show is backstage, melted. but if you must attend the showbiz, it's at seven yeah. and eight thirty. Amazing. And and if you're nice to us, we'll put about five chairs in the green room, and you can just come and watch. Us yeah, watch ready. that. It'll be a whole show. Yeah, I'm more crying than I thought a comedy festival would have. <laughs> this one's a real hard hitter. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure having you on the show and good luck with the festival. Have a great festival. Thank you. Yeah. See you next time. Oh, hell yeah. What a bonkers episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you to my guests this week, Gillian Cosgriff and Gabby Bolt. I realised while I was editing this episode that they sound very much alike, so I hope it wasn't too confusing for you. You should, of course, go and see both of them at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. There are links in the show notes to get tickets. A big shout out to all the listeners who continue to contribute financially to this show. I know money's a bit tight for lots of people right now, so I really appreciate it. If you can't afford it, you can still help out in other ways by giving the podcast a five-star review and telling your friends to listen. Special thanks to Cindy McDonald for always supplying me with the great questions. This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people. I pay my respects to their elders past and present. My name's John Leary, and I'll have more questions for you same time next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.